Thanks for tuning in to NL Newsday, Thursday, October the 14th. The Transportation Safety Board says it has, quote, not identified any links between rail companies and the deadly fire in the village of Lytton that started on June the 30th. That fire burned down an estimated 90% of the village and killed two people and went on to burn dozens more structures and cover more than 80,000 hectares. Most Lytton residents do remain evacuated at this time as we are now more than 100 days past since that fire forced them to leave their homes. So for more on the actual investigation that the Transportation Safety Board has done, please to welcome the chair of the TSB, Kathy Fox. Kathy, thanks so much for this time, and, and how are you doing here this afternoon? Uh, I'm doing well, and thank you very much for having me. Well, really do appreciate this. So I think the first thing, just to just bluntly say, I mean, the, the, the report that you guys released, it says, you know, it can't identify any links between the rail companies and the deadly fire that occurred on June the 30th. But that said, I mean, this doesn't completely rule that out as a possibility, correct? That's correct. We, we can't rule it out. All we can say is that based on the extensive review of information and, and data collected to date, we have found no direct link between the railway activities in the area and the start of the fire on June 30th in Linton. I guess, you know, there obviously is a ton of work that went into this report. Uh, you've been working on it for months, but there was also some indication that this could take, you know, up to, you know, a year plus to actually see the results come down. So this, you know, in the grand scheme of things, feels pretty quick. Do you believe that this report was done with, you know, the, the time, appropriate amount of time in place here? Yes, but I think to be clear, um, what we did was the first phase of an investigation, which is the field phase, where we go out, we collect information, and what we found at the end of that phase is there was no railway occurrence that we could directly link to, and therefore we, we stop our investigation at that point. If we were, for example, in other cases where we are investigating uh, rail operations that, that led to a fire, I mean, those, we do the field phase, then we do analysis phase, we do a report writing phase. Those typically can take between a year and two years. But in this case, because we did not find any evidence directly linking um, the fire to railway activities, we really have no further investigation to conduct. Is there a possibility that this could be reopened at some point, or does that, I suppose, depend? Because we know the RCMP here are also doing an investigation, and the BC Wildfire Service is also doing their own investigation. So pending those results, I guess, is it possible this file could be reopened? So, yes, those, those agencies are doing investigations. They're continuing their investigations. This is far from over, I'm sure, from their perspective. Uh, and if we were to receive compelling evidence or compelling new information, we would certainly be willing to consider that, and uh, if appropriate, we would reopen our investigation. But for now, based on the extensive information we've collected, we, we simply have not been able to establish a link, and therefore we, we have no further to go at this point in time. Uh, I'm seeing, and, and you know, you, we uh, were on a, a Zoom call earlier this afternoon mm -hmm. to take some questions about this, and, and, you know, it was very informative, and I was a part of that, so I did appreciate that. But there was some concern from, from some on the line that it sounded like residents of Lytton were not spoken to at all throughout this process. Why were residents or citizens of that community not a part of this? So as I explained uh, during that um, uh, conference, we do not release the identities of those who we interview because that in or, or the contents of their interviews because that's protected under our legislation. 
Um, we did interview, and this is in our update, we did interview railway employees that were working in the area and no anomalies were reported. And we, we did not directly uh, interview uh, citizens, but we did have access to other uh, information from other agencies. And based on looking at all of that, uh, we were unable to establish a direct link between the train operations and the fire. Is it at all possible, because I know that uh, with the fire that really did, obviously, tremendous amounts of damage to the rail line through the community, uh, I believe that, uh, I can't remember whose line it was, whether it's CN or CP off the top of my head, but they did have an opportunity to go in and, and sort of look at the damage that occurred and assess the situation, I think, before the Transportation Safety Board had a chance to get in there. I mean, is there any possibility that findings could look different if you had a chance to be in there first? Um, I can't speculate on that. Uh, it was a, it was on the CN subdivision, and um, I know that they did do some work in that area to restore rail operations through the area. Uh, but the the BC Wildfire Service was was right there, uh, and you know immediately. So really, we took our cues from them, from the Wildfire Service, in terms of where they suspected the origin of the fire to be, and we're also very experienced in identifying causes of fires. Um, from rail activities, in other words, what may have happened on the train itself. And as I said, not, notwithstanding, um, we, we didn't see any issues with the, the actual uh, suspected occurrence train or any other evidence from other sources that link that train to, to that fire. I think you mentioned this during the newser as well, so I apologize for maybe doubling up here, but what, what was it that actually forced the, the Transportation Safety Board to do this investigation? Because I don't believe there was any report of an incident from, from either Canadian National or Canadian Pacific Rail in regards to an incident specifically occurring on their behalf in the community of Lytton. Was this something that, you know, the Transportation Safety Board decided we need to get in there and investigate because we know there's going to be questions or were you actually requested to do this? The, the fact is that the TSB investigates transportation occurrences that are reported to us, and typically they're reported to us by, uh, in this case, if we're talking about fires uh, on railways right away, either by the railway operator, by crew, by third-party agencies, or eyewitnesses, etc. And we had not received any, uh, any such direct reports uh, from anyone. Um, so when we received uh, information from the RCMP and BC Wildfire Service investigators, suggesting two things. One, that the, the origin of the fire may have been close to the railway track, and uh, secondly, that they had found some uh, carbon, uh, carbonaceous materials near the railway track. That's uh, what triggered us to go in and take a look. And from there, uh, we did a, a host of activities um, to look at all the signs that we normally see when a, a train or train or rail operations, like grind, uh, maintenance, for example, maintenance on the, on the track. And we found no evidence in, in, any, of our, uh, in any of our research that, that showed that railway operations were a, a factor in starting the fire. Does your investigation, as it is concluded at this point, does that get shared with the other agencies that are doing their congruent investigations? Or, you know, how, how does this potentially play into other things that are ongoing here, specific to this fire in Lytton? So our investigator in charge has briefed both the RCMP uh, locally as well as the, um, the BC Wildfire Service of the results of the conclusions of, of the, the evidence or the information that we've gathered to date, they're, they're aware of that. 
And if they bring or anybody else brings other uh, information to us, which is uh, more compelling, then, then we'll open it up again. I do want to indicate that we do recognize the seriousness of what happened yeah. in Lytton. And, and, and obviously people want answers. And, and we hope that BC Wildfire Service and RCMP are able to, uh, to, to arrive at a, at a more conclusive result uh, than we have. But I also want to add that we are investigating two other railway fires, one in BC, one in Alberta, that happened uh, after Lytton. And we're certainly going to be looking at all of the issues that people have raised with respect to climate change, with respect to mitigation activities of railway operations during extreme weather, et cetera. So we're, we're going to be looking at those things in the context of those investigations. But given that we have no conclusive evidence here uh, with respect to the Lytton fire, we really have nowhere else to go with this particular uh, investigation, unfortunately. Okay. Fair enough. Um, just in relation to those two, I'm glad you brought that up because that was something that had piqued my interest earlier today when you mentioned those two other investigations that are happening. Uh, we know like 45 to 50 degree weather, pretty unprecedented, and we hope we don't see that coming around next summer. Mm -hmm. uh, but will we see some recommendations from the TSB, I guess, prior to, to summer rolling around when we're talking about the extreme heat and trains operating in those conditions? Well, I can't predict uh, when we'll complete those investigations or what may come out of them. Uh, but I can assure you that if we become aware of any safety deficiencies that need to be addressed uh, more urgently, even if we haven't published the final report in the past, we have issued recommendations in advance of a final report. Uh, so we would certainly consider that if, if we identify anything. And the other thing, of course, is that Transport Canada, who is the safety regulator, issued a ministerial order back in July that is in effect until the end of October, which implemented certain additional precautions to be taken by railway companies during extreme weather events. And uh, it remains to be seen what, uh, what Transport Canada will do now going into, say, next summer, uh, especially if we have the same sort of hot, dry conditions. Yeah, well, we certainly hope we don't see those, that's for sure. Um, I guess last last, yeah, last point here, Kathy, I just wanted to ask about is, is there a, a timeline where if, if an investigation were to be reopened specific to the Litton fire here, uh, is there like a timeline uh, where it becomes almost impossible to really review the work that you have done to this point? Like, I'm just curious if it were to come out within that two-year time frame where they say BC Wildfire Service has some inkling that maybe this should be reopened. Is there a point where that kind of becomes impossible for you? There's no definite limit, but it's certain that the, the further we get away from an event, um, if there's perishable evidence, if, if there's, you know, we're relying on people's memories, you know, that, that yeah. uh, fades over time. So it does make it harder, but it, it's not impossible. Okay. Well, I, I really do appreciate you making some time. Thank you so much for this. And uh, I guess while I have you, anything else that, you know, is worth highlighting that we missed or did we cover it all, I guess, to this point? I think you've pretty well covered it all, but again, I just want to reassure people that we're gonna we're gonna continue to to look at uh, at the safety of of uh, railway operations and extreme weather through these other investigations, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully, we'll be able to to shed some more light and and uh, on those issues and and perhaps make some recommendations to help reduce risk in the future. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you so much for this, and have a great rest of your Thursday. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, really do appreciate the time. That is Kathy Fox. She's the chair of the Transportation Safety Board. And, and again, we'll just say it uh, one more time here. I mean, the Transportation Safety Board not able to identify any links between rail companies and the deadly fire in the village of Lytton that started on June the 30th.
It's important to note, though, and I, why I reiterated that question right off the top. Can you 100% say with certainty that a fire did not cause this? No, they cannot with 100% certainty, certainty make that declaration. So there is still that as a possibility. I'm speaking with Colton Davies here, our NL news anchor here. He'll be coming back here in about nine minutes' time with your major news to five about this. And, and he was saying, you know, it's kind of weird to see a report like this come down. And, you know, so quickly we're seeing a lot of people pointing pointing at things and saying, well, you know, this can't be true or that is wrong. And there's just trying to poke some holes in this. I think, especially for me right now, too, one thing I, I, I want to highlight, this is not the be-all, end-all, right? This doesn't mean this investigation is complete. There's two other investigations that are currently ongoing right now from the BC Wildfire Service and from the RCMP. I think the Wildfire Service one is going to be one that really does shed a little bit more light on what went down. Um, we heard from the, the TSB's lead investigator, James Carmichael, today saying that BC Wildfire Service had identified that the fire started uh, within feet, within five feet was the figure used of the rail line itself. Uh, so based on the fact that the BC Wildfire Service was able to make that type of an identification, I have a feeling that their investigation might reveal a little bit more than what we're seeing here, especially with the fact that, you know, the Transportation Safety Board not really able to unveil all of the parties that they spoke to in this. Yes, they talked to uh, CP and CN about, you know, what their actions were on June the 30th. But they couldn't get to specifics on who was there. And it was also noted they didn't talk to any residents of the community as well. And would, would speaking to residents change anything? Probably not. It might lead them in some different directions. It might, uh, you know, change personal opinions about what happened. But in terms of the actual data collected and information provided, I don't know if it would have changed anything specific to this report so i think there's a lot of uh, unanswered questions that come from this the transportation safety board has done their piece on this now we need to see what comes from the wildfire service and also from the rcmp so both of those ongoing investigations are going to be very curious to see what stems from those and i just think it's important to note like a lot of people i think are upset with what came down today from the transportation safety board and it's part of the investigation I just don't know if it's worth getting upset or angry with at this point in time because there's more information to come, if that makes sense. That said, if you're someone who lives in Lytton or have been impacted by the Lytton fire, that's not really good enough, is it? So I totally understand that point as well. I'll leave it at that, I suppose, for this point in time. I have no idea when we might see those other investigations come down when those reports will be unveiled to us, made public, but they will be very much something I want to read when that opportunity arises. Also curious to see what's going to come because the Transportation Safety Board still has two other investigations that it's currently conducting in regards to other incidents that occurred and it will be kind of providing some more recommendations potentially about operating in those extreme heat conditions and those extreme drought conditions that we were very much in the thick of on June the 30th. So lots more to review, lots more to talk about, but this, this part of it seems to be wrapped up for now. For now.